Hey, welcome to Grace Online. My name's Josh. I'm the lead pastor of Grace Free Church. I'm pumped that you're on here and I'm believing God's got something awesome for you right here, right now. I'm excited to see how he's going to use this service in your life. And I also want you to know that if you are part of Grace Online and our online location, you are a part of Grace Free Church. We're here to serve you. We have an amazing team that would love to serve you and your family in any way we can. If you're interested in learning more about Grace Free Church or the many programs we have to add value to your life and help you grow in your relationship with God, please don't hesitate to reach out. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, jump over to gracefreechurch.live to get the full grace-free online experience. On this page, you're going to find links to learn more about the kids programming. We have an amazing online kids location. Just click the, the kids link and it'll take you to an absolutely incredible online experience for your kids. Don't forget to hit the connect link. The connect link will allow you to kind of give us just a little bit of information about you so that you don't miss out on any of the really amazing things we have going on at Grace Free Church. Through that connect link, it's, it's the main way we communicate with you to let you know what's going on, changes in our ministry, new groups, exciting kids programs, fun things like our amazing Christmas Eve or Easter programs. You just want to be connected with us, so hit the connect button and don't miss out on anything. We're about to get started with our worship service and there's going to be some singing. Uh, we'll have an uh, incredible message for you following the singing and and some some really cool stuff to end it up to end up the service. I really hope you stick through this whole service. I'm believing God's got something amazing for you and I'm excited you're here. Let's worship together. Can't help but believe 
I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like the power of Jesus. I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like the power of Jesus. I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like His power. There's nothing that our God can't do. Hey, there's not a mountain that. Praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing, there's nothing that Jesus can do. Nothing that our God can do. There's not a prison wall he can't break through. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that our God can do. the king of my heart be the mountain where I run the fountain I drink from oh he is my song let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life oh he is my song cause you are good you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, you are good, you're good, oh, let the king of my heart Sails, the anchor in the waves Oh, he is my song Let the king of my heart Be the fire inside my veins The echo of my days Oh, he is my song Let the king of my heart Be the wind inside my 
So I asked Scott, I said, do you think I should punt on the start of this new series a week because 
It's New Year's Day, and clearly there's some people sleeping. I mean, usually this front row nobody sits in because I spit or something, but... (laughs) And he said, no, reward the people who came. I said, said, reward is a strong word to use for one of my sermons, (laughs) but we'll give it our best. Uh, Man, I'm just so glad you're here. I'm going to pray to open up this series and invite Tremont to join us, but man... What an incredible job the team did over both locations Christmas Eve. Were you at Christmas Eve? I mean, the Christmas Eve services were the best they've ever been, in my opinion. I loved every little bit of it, especially the kids running around at Haven, just having the time of their lives, shoving all that gold confetti into their pockets. I mean, there were some kids that went home. We shot off poppers if you weren't there, big confetti birthday party things. Um... It was incredible. Tremont was a packed house. Haven was a packed house. It was just such an incredible celebration. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into um, a brand new series called Same You, New Vibe. And uh, let me just pray, and then we'll welcome Tremont. God, we're thankful for this opportunity to open your word up. I need you to speak to us through it. Uh, We don't need more of ourselves. We need more of you. We stand here on kind of the beginnings of a new chapter, a new year in life, and it's times like this where we kind of really focus on what we want to be different and how we want things to change. And, um, and what we admit this morning is that our view is limited, that we don't know all that we need for 2023. We don't know the challenges that will lie around the corner. We don't know the blessings you have in wait for us, but we trust you in all of it, and that's why we're here. That's why we're engaging in your word and this worship. It's because we need you, we want more of you, we're gonna need your help, we're we're leaning in. I pray that your spirit would move and stir in our hearts, that you'd comfort those who need comfort and encourage those who need courage, strengthen those who need strength and challenge those who need to be challenged. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. Same you, new vibe. When I was thinking through a series to start the new year, I've done tons of different series that I've done, like, you know, uh, all the kind of typical language, like how to change in this new year, because that's something that we really struggle with, you know, real lasting change, not change for like two months of going to Planet Fitness and then a bunch of Krispy Kremes to make up for those two months, not like that kind of change, like real change. I've done... And welcome Tremont, by the way. I haven't welcomed you. Happy New Year to you guys. We're so glad that you're joining us. Um, I've done messages like, New Year, New You. And yeah, I, did, I didn't do 2020 Vision because I just thought that was super corny when everybody did that. And by the way, did that, that didn't really pan out. All that like, hey, 2020 Vision series. <laughs> that was a bad year. Let's just scrap that. <laughs> whole year. I was just thinking through this series. I was like, man, I'm, I'm so sick of the new year, new you kind of stuff. Like, I can't bring myself to kind of like shovel that stuff at you anymore. New year, new you. Because I, I don't think that's like the right focus. 
I don't really think that's what we're looking for. When we take kind of this flipping of the chapter, we look at it, we say, oh, I need some different things. I need some things to be different. I need this year to be better than last year. I need this year to stay at least as good as this past year. I need something to change in my life. You, you see, when we kind of engage in that new year, new you kind of vibe, when we set up our our uh, resolutions for the year, and really what we're saying is, if I can get enough discipline, if I can make some courageous decisions that I have been sitting on for a while, if I can pick myself up by my bootstraps, if I can really dig in, if I can really have those important, meaningful conversations that I have been avoiding for the last year, if I can finally cut that person out of my life, if I can finally change them, if I can finally change me, then my life will be better. And what we're really saying when we kind of approach a new year and the things we want to see different in the new year in that kind of manner with this whole like vibe of new year, new me, <laughs> what we're really saying is that we are the answer. We, we are the answer to the future we want. We are the answer to the happiness that's been avoiding us. We are the answer to that kind of void we've felt in our heart little by little throughout this past year. And I respectfully submit that you aren't the answer. <laughs> not, not really for what you really want to see happen. Not really for the deep things that you have been searching for, even if those deep things have been disguised in a bunch of subsurface kind of things. And so I'm scrapping the whole new year, new me kind of vibe, and what I want is same me, new vibe. And this series, it kind of takes a look at all the things that we kind of really want and hope for, and how God has already set the table for us to experience those things. You see, what I'm, I'm not saying that you can't step into a new year with a certain amount of self-discipline, with a new focus, with reinvigorated energy, and experience some change. You can experience some change if you really commit and really dive in and really buckle down. I'm, I'm not saying you can't change on your own. What I am saying is that the best kind of change the better kind of life that you're really searching for, that thing that can really fill that void in your heart, is not something that you can generate for yourself. The really good stuff, the better stuff, the, the more that you have been searching for, you aren't the answer to finding those things. You know, sometimes I think we step into a new year with the wrong focus, and sometimes I think we step into a new year with the right focus, just a limited or narrow perspective. Let me just, just to clear the air, if you're stepping into the new year, maybe you want to make sure, just a little check mark, that you're not stepping in with the wrong focus. I talk to a whole lot of people. They want 
more money. <laughs> and then that sounds good, doesn't it? Like, I want more money too. But like, when you make that the focus, I, I, I talk to a lot of people, that's their focus, but yet they have a really unhealthy relationship with money to begin with. I, I talk to people, they want a bigger platform. People ask me, how do I get a bigger platform? I want a, I want a bigger platform, but they don't have the character for the platform that they want. They want success, but they don't want, they don't have the work ethic. That's not just needed to get success, but to maintain success without sacrificing everything else around you. You, you want the, that man, but maybe he's the wrong man. You want that woman, but maybe she's the wrong, that she, they might look good, but they might not be good for you. Sometimes we step into a new year and we're thinking about the things we want and we just want the wrong things. <laughs> and sometimes we step into a new year and we want really good things, but our focus is just too narrow, it's too limited. We want something to change in us or the people around us, and we just think that we can get there a certain way with enough gym memberships or whatever. And, and then we kind of get like a, a kind of tunnel vision that cuts out some really important things to help us experience the best that God has for us in life. And in both cases, if you're stepping into a new year with the wrong focus, you want that man. Or if you're stepping into the new year with the right focus, just a limited view, in both cases, this series is about showing us what we really need. It's about kind of pulling us out of that drive to be the answer we are searching for. Broadening our perspective and showing us the one thing that'll make 2023 the best year you ever could experience. That's my hope for me, and that's my hope for you. And if you struggle with wanting the wrong things or not, not really knowing what you need, if you struggle with having a narrow view or wrong focus or limited perspective, it's okay. You see, what I find in Scripture is this common thread that pops up over and over and over again. God interrupts and reminds his people, people he cares about. He reminds them, not about the things they need to do to get to where they want to go. You see, God is constantly popping in and reminding his people, the ones he loves, who he is. It's not interesting. We want the interruption with the roadmap. God provides a new look at something bigger. We want an interruption that'll give us quick and easy answers to how we can experience more happiness and a better life. God keeps interrupting and reminding us that there's something bigger and better for us in him. It's part of being human to get distracted and to lose our focus and to forget. And so it's common to see this reminder throughout scripture of God interrupting and reminding people to look at him, to see him for who he is. Sometimes it's to the self-inflated, like Jonah. This guy is so 
pumped up on himself and his people and what he thinks should happen in life and what he thinks God should do and what God shouldn't do. And God sits him down and kind of says, hey, who are you to say that about them? This is who I am. This is how I treat people. Sometimes the interruptions and the reminders come to those who are beaten up, like Job. The end of that book is an incredible reminder when all the friends are out of the picture and all the things are gone and there's Job wrestling with life's deepest questions. God doesn't say why. He says who. It's not this is why this happened. He says this is who I am, Job. Sometimes the reminder comes to those who have been beaten up by life. It's sometimes it comes to those who are kind of adrift. Malachi chapter 3, God says, have you forgotten me, who I am? It seems you have. Sometimes the reminder and interruption comes to those who have been sucked into all kinds of evil, like when Jesus enters the temple and sees that these Pharisees have been scamming people by making them pay insane amounts of money for things to sacrifice and just running a financial scam in the church. And Jesus flips the tables over and says, this is my father's house. Like, have you forgotten? And sometimes it comes to the besieged, the overwhelmed, the tired, the weary, these gentle reminders saying, look at me. Oh, I, I know your circumstances are rough. It feels like things are pulling apart. It's like somebody's got the thread of your sweater. That's a great Weezer song, by the way. <laughs> um, I know that sometimes things are, it's easy to focus on your circumstances, but look at me. In Isaiah chapter 40, we get this absolutely, it's, it's, it's a, one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture. Just a little backstory in case you don't know what's going on. Israel is under Babylon captivity. The prophet Isaiah is, is prophesying God's word to the people. And, and just like, so we're not, so we're all entering this on the same page. For the first 39 chapters of Isaiah, the focus has been on what the people have done wrong, how they have forgotten, how they've gone adrift. And these are the consequences for the choices that you have made walking away from God. It's heavy stuff. It's difficult stuff. But then something absolutely beautiful happens in chapter 40. You see, maybe you've been stuck in chapter 38 or 37 of your life or one, or two, or three. And chapter 40's coming. You see, what's incredible about chapter 40 in the book of Isaiah is it represents a shift. A shift of focus away from themselves and their circumstances and onto God. But what's so special about this is the shift is a shift of focus onto a God who is a comforter a provider, hope in the darkness. Maybe you've been stuck in verse 38 and 
or chapter 38, or chapter 5, or chapter 11, or chapter 13, or chapter 4, or chapter 1, or chapter 2, and all your focus has been on all the mistakes that you've made last year, all the mistakes that you've suffered through that other people have made. Maybe your focus has been on all of your circumstances that have gone wrong, all the things that have been missing, all of the consequences that you have been dealing with in life. Maybe it's full of conversations like I shouldn't have or I should have. I hate those words. I I wish this wouldn't have. I wish this would have. You're stuck in chapters 1 through 38, and here comes God in chapter 40. You're chapter 40 right now, and chapter 40, verse 9, is this beautiful capture of it. It just says, here is your God. Take your, it's a different kind of perspective shift. It's not about seeing your circumstances different. It's not about seeing your year different. It's not about seeing you different. It's not about seeing the good that you have or the bad that you've dealt with. It's not about seeing you or your circumstances different. It's about seeing God different. And if you're tired and worn out, beaten up, if you have been besieged, If you have been stuck in some self-inflated kind of mindset, your selfishness and pride are eating away at your soul and destroying your relationships. If you have been beaten up and it doesn't seem like you could lose anything else because all you have been doing is losing. If you are stuck in this feeling like your circumstances could never really change and you don't have the energy to double down on more self commitment and discipline this year. You don't have the energy to double down on making that difficult decision. If that's the space you are stuck in, maybe this is a disappointment to you. But I'm not about helping you see your circumstance different. I don't think that's the answer to the year that you've been hoping for. This is about seeing God differently. And if you're tired, worn out, beaten up, struggling, what you need is not more of you. It's to see a bigger God. Here is your God. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 9. I love this whole chapter, man, like, but it's a big one and it would take forever and we have like six minutes. So, um, I'm not going to do the whole chapter, but I, I want to just read to you verses 25 through 31. Maybe you could let some of these words seep deep into your soul as you think about maybe 2023 isn't about a different me. It's about a bigger God. Maybe 2023 isn't about more of me. It's about more of him. Maybe it's not about seeing my circumstances differently. Maybe it's about seeing him differently. Like I said, this whole chapter is beautiful, so if this sermon hits any kind of button in your heart, I would just encourage you to go home and read the whole thing yourself. It's, it's such a good chapter. But verse 25, it says, to whom will you compare me, or who is my equal? It says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these, he who brings the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. 
Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you ever feel like that? That God's not paying attention or doesn't really care? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Youths. It doesn't get more Schuylkill County than that right there. (laughs) Clearly God is for us. Even youths grow... (laughs) Grow, I'm sorry, grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Here is your God. And here's to a 2023 where our focus is not on more of ourselves. It's just on seeing God for who he is. Seeing a big God who knows us. And loves us. I pulled five things out of these verses. I'm going to fly through them really fast. So we're running out of time this morning. The first one is no one compares and nothing competes with the true God. I know you've experienced some things that maybe haven't captured the fullness of who God is in our practice of religion and our experiences. Sometimes the view of who God is gets limited. The God here says, that, um, there is no one that compares and there's nothing that competes to me. That, that man can't compete with me. That woman can't compete with me. That new job can't compete with me. That platform you want, it can't compete with me. Nothing can compete with me in any, sta- in any kind of way, but especially in matters of the human heart. There's not anything that comes close to f- meeting the fulfillment that you've been searching for. There's nothing that comes close when, when we've experienced letdown by other people, when our hearts are broken, there's nothing that comes close to him, who he is and what he has for us. Nothing compares. Nothing competes. The second thing I pulled out of these verses is he created it all and holds it all together. One of my favorite verses in Colossians 1.17, it says, talking about Jesus, it says, he is before all things and in him all things hold Together, he holds it all together. That's that clip right there where it talks about the the stars being held in place and all of creation. Sometimes when I'm struggling in my faith, I just go outside. I don't pray, I don't read, I look up and I ponder creation and think how crazy is it that there is this one planet in all of the known universe, in, in all that we have been able to see and discover This one planet held perfectly in time and space to uphold and facilitate life. How crazy is it that we have cars and buildings and we can pull energy from the sun and the wind and we can eat a T-bone steak today while we watch the eagles beat down the saints. How crazy is that? How crazy is it that we have trains and planes and auto? It's crazy. That, that chair is made of matter and I am made of matter and I can sit on that chair and not fall through it. 
I'm no scientist. But when I look at the stars and the heavens and I really contemplate all that it is and what life looks like, what I am left with is not the feeling of, wow, what an incredible accident. What I'm left with is what an incredible God. And if he can hold all things together, then he can hold you together. He can hold you together when you can't hold it together anymore. He can hold your relationship together when you don't have any answers for it. He can hold it all together for you. The third thing that I think of and pull from this is that you're only as strong as what you put your hope in. No wonder our hope fails us when we place it in people, even when those people are the best people, the most well-meaning people. No wonder our hope fails us when we place it in a bank account or our health, which, by the way, is going south for most of us. Your hope, you're only as strong as what you place your hope in. That's why so many New Year's resolutions will fail within weeks. It's because your hope is in yourself, your ability, and your strength. And you're only as strong as what you hope in. So you take that hope and you place it on this thing called a cross and an empty tomb. You take this hope and you place it on a God who says, here I am, look at me. Nothing compares, nothing competes. I hold it all together, I created it all. I know you, I see you, I care about you. When you place your hope on an eternal, unchanging, perfect God, the strength that you have will see you through anything. I pulled this out of it. The bigger the source, the better the everything, <laughs> especially endurance. Bigger source equals better everything. I don't know about you. I'm tired of sourcing my life by myself. I need a bigger source if I want to better everything. If I want a better home, that needs to be sourced not from myself because I'm tired and cranky and lose my temper sometimes. I put the laundry next to the basket instead of in it. I, if I want a better house, home, like I need, to, I need to source it somewhere different. If I want more purpose, I need to source it somewhere different. If I want to experience better at anything in life, I need a bigger source. And this source, when we source our lives through God and his strength, it's, we can endure. And the last thing I took from this is exhaustion is part of the human equation. It just is. If you're tired and worn out, you're sick of having the same conversation on rotation every six months, right? You're tired and worn out of trying harder and not getting anywhere. If you're, that, that's part of what it means to be human. And if you want to add renewal and strength to the equation of your life, you have to add God and your faith to the equation of how you live. You'll get tired. You'll get worn out. You'll feel beaten up and beaten down at some point this year. Your best efforts will seem lacking. Eventually, someone will disappoint you. You'll be stuck in this sick rotation of having the same conversation 
over and over and again and wondering what is broken in them or what is broken in you that things never seem to get better. There'll be times where you're selfish and self-inflated. There'll be times when you are just worn out and tired and want to quit. There'll be times where apathy drifts into your life, times where you're just adrift, times where you feel besieged and overwhelmed. And the answer to, to walking through that well and experiencing a better 2023 than anything you have experienced before is not more of you. It's same you, bigger God. That's the new vibe for this year. And I love that you're here this morning because on some level, maybe you didn't even know it, but you're saying, all right, God has to be part of the equation this year. For me, as I kind of look at same me, but bigger God in 2023, I know that like I, I want to I study and, and be lifting my eyes up to him more. I want to engage in my relationship with him more, whether it's through worship and prayer. I, I want to serve more because I know that when I serve others, I see God do really big things that sometimes I'm blind to see in my own life because of my own circumstances and experiences. But no matter how you get there, make the focus of this new start, not more of you, same you. Bigger God. God, I'm so thankful that you are God who cares enough to remind, to interrupt and remind. Would you interrupt and remind us? We'll probably need it more than once this year. Just to look to you. Sometimes we put you in these little boxes. We keep you in this little box of Sunday morning or this little box of what we think you can do and what we think you can't do. This little box of what we think you're useful for and what you're not. Sometimes we put you in these little boxes and we treat you like you're here to just serve us. What we need, Father, is for us to see you for who you are. So as we Walk into this new year. Help us to hear the words like, here's your God. It's time for us to take our focus off of our circumstances and not try to see them differently and take the focus off of us and not try to see us differently, but try to see you for who you truly are. We're so thankful that you are a big God. Nothing compares. Nothing competes. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Grace family and friends. We are so glad you have joined us to worship at our online campus. I want to take a moment and talk a bit about why we as a church encourage giving. Did you know that giving is considered an act of worship? It's true. Paul addressed the Philippian church on this very thing. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, Paul states, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus, the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul, of course, is referring to their offerings here. Paul continues, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul used these gifts to further the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like Paul, our mission at Grace Free Church is to share this good news throughout Schuylkill County. We want you to be a part of this mission as well. By partnering with us, 
we can reach the people of Schuylkill County. In fact, we can't do it without you. You may be thinking, how, how do I partner with Grace View Church? Well, one way is through giving. We made this partnership process very simple. In fact, we have several methods to assist you in joining this mission. You can mail your gift to the church. You can text your gift to 570-528-2060, or you can give online by clicking the Give Online button on this page. The Give Online button also has a recurring giving option, which is a great way to schedule your gift giving. We appreciate you and are excited to see what God has in store for this church. Your goodness is running after 
Seen of heaven when I was. 